Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast for January 2nd, 2017. Oh, Jesus. You got it. That's crazy. You got it right. I was I was expecting you to say the wrong year. I really was. Yeah. So if you don't know, I'm your host, David. Find me on Twitter at NumbillsFan. And uh, I'm also on the Facebook, David Palermo. Also on the Snapchat, same name. Check me out. Add a J in there. Uh, David J. Palermo. And alongside, who do we got, dog? In spirit. In spirit, Adam Deacon. Find me on Twitter at NumbillsAdamD. This is, uh, we believe, if we can count, podcast number 103. And uh, 103. Yeah, a lot of stuff has gone down in the Buffalo Bills world, and um, really, we're we're here to to help sift through it. Don't forget, find all of our content on numbillsfan dot com. It's a wonderful website designed by yours truly, Adam, and um, all of our yes. past episodes are that up being there. Me. <laughs> designed by me, paid for by you. And sometimes uh, Scott Campbell. System. Yep. And sometimes Scott Campbell thirteen will, uh, you know, write an article and put it up there. Hey, even every once in a while, I phone one in. I see a tweet I like. I embed it and pretend it's an article. I do what I can. Always contributing. That's all we do for numbillsfan.com. Don't forget Wednesday nights coming up this Wednesday, seven p.m. I kind of lost my cool last week on a lot of, uh, I don't want to say all of Buffalo media, but I did say all of Buffalo media, so so to, to backpedal a little bit, there are good people out there who do a very good job that cover the Bills, like Mike Catalana, I think Paul Hamilton does a great job, I think there's a few other people. Um, if you're listening to Shop and Bulldog by chance, I think they're pretty on point right now. Um, so there's there's some guys out there. That uh, you should check out if you want some good coverage. Obviously, the John Murphy Show, we always give those guys a shout-out for absolutely no reason. Just because it's, I, I don't think it's Homer stuff. I think they, they're they down the middle pretty well. Pretty objective. Um, also, Eric Turner at CoverOne.net. Don't forget about him. He is uh, awesome. And I should be going on his podcast, I believe, this week to break some stuff down. I'm pretty stoked. Not sure if Adam will be there or not. I don't know if we've determined that because um, I kind of forgot to talk to him about it until now. Well, second time. But, uh, yeah, so Wednesday yeah, night. Hey. Wednesday well, whatever nights, happens, happens. Yeah, essentially, yeah. So Wednesday nights, don't forget, uh, on Facebook.com, fan. We do a live show. It's fun. And uh, we like to answer questions. We like people to chime in with some garbage garbage takes or whatever you want to talk about and uh it's always a good time so if you miss it facebook.com numb bills fan yeah and if you weren't there last week and you didn't catch the replay go back and watch it now 
the last uh the last thirteen, fourteen minutes of that, pretty intense. One of our viewers asked Dave what he thought about a particular member of the Buffalo media and uh your answer was legendary, I guess. Yeah, it it was uh unfortunate the way I had to spew it, but uh you know You know what? No, a lot of people hit me up after that and was like, yo, Dave's rant was so awesome. Well, that's cool. So, I'm flattered. A lot of people, a lot of people, you know, recognize the passion, agreed with where you were coming from and thought it was one of our finest moments. So pat yourself on the back, Dave. <laughs> nice rant. Cool. Well, thanks, people. If you liked it. Um, I mean, it's a little unscripted. It's not a little unscripted. It's pretty much the resentment I've harbored towards certain people asking questions in press conferences forever, which we'll get to in this episode. Um, so don't forget this. Well, broad- hey, I mean, you know what, though? Let's face it. Without them, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be doing this if we didn't hate the way that they that they did their job. We would have never we would never even looked at the idea of doing this show at all ever in the first place. So thanks to them for driving us up the, up the wall to the point where we got our own microphones and, and switched them on, you know, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, and that, that Facebook live show, by the way, is brought to you by bills for life.com. Great people. Um, over there, 50, 56,000 members in the bills mafia group that they have on Facebook. And, um, again, check them guys out. They're affiliated with the Red Pinto Tailgate, with Pinto Ron, and he always has a Bills for Life shirt on. And they do charities here and there for stuff. So um, check those guys out. Chris Williams is really fun. Uh, so is Jamie Tilbury. So is uh, Nick Papagellis up at the Red Pinto Tailgate, just yelling shit. Um, so essentially, uh, lastly, we're brought to you by PunchDrunkSports.com. Uh, find them on Twitter at PunchDrunk. Also, it's a it's a general sports podcast podcast. Uh, Pretty sweet stuff. And we are the official Buffalo Bills podcast. Well, not official from the Bills, but for them, repping, you know, covering the Bills team whenever they get their podcast network launch for each professional team. So oh, yeah, uh, let's be real. The, the actual Bills would never affiliate with a guy like me. Oh, God. No, same. <laughs> same. So they're lost, though. It really, it is. I mean, they don't know what they're, they're missing. They, I, I mean, we got some good ones. My dad likes your one-liners. And, uh, I mean, I like your one-liners. You, you come in here, just sit back, you poke in there, you get in, you get out. Um, I'm hoping in 2017 I can evolve into a two-liner guy, but I'm not gonna. I'm not going to get my hopes up. You never know, man. 2017 could be a good year. So, uh, yeah, so that podcast, Ari Shafir, Jason Tivo, Sam Tripoli, three comedians, they talk a lot of stuff about sports, and it's unfiltered. They press record, they go. So check it out. I'm sure they will have coverage on the UFC fight that happened with Ronda Rousey getting, uh, you know, I don't know. I saw that whole fight on Twitter. That's how short it was. So uh, I don't even want to talk about that because her coach has got to go. Uh, anyways, yeah, she got handled, man. She yeah, did. really. Could you come up with a worse game plan? I mean, I'm not, seriously. I'm, I'm not a fight expert, but that that chick didn't seem like the type of chick you want to fight standing up. 
Yeah, I mean, you have an option to either box with Mike Tyson or take him down. And you decide you want to get knocked knocked out. All right, anyway, so (laughs) in Bill's news, um, if you don't know, our last podcast, we forgot to plug in the board, okay? That's why it's a little echoey. I'll own it. Yours truly, dumb Dave, me. I forgot to plug in the board, so that whole last podcast, if you missed it, uh, great conversation, we did about 55 minutes and we were kind of on the fence about recutting the entire podcast. And we're like, I don't know. The conversation was too organic. It was too good. It was general feelings about that Dolphins game, the collapse. But really, we use it more as a metaphor to why Rex Ryan was fired. So um, should I even say metaphor or simile? I always get lost. So, um, you know. We, I, I don't know. Long story short, we knew it sounded like shit, but it was... It was a decent show, so we put it out anyways. Yeah, so sorry for our. our uh... I was there. I didn't. I didn't notice it wasn't plugged in either. I'm not there today. If you can't tell, I'm. I'm over the phone here, but. Uh, yeah, we call it via satellite. Are you? You got the interface plugged in this time? Yes, I mean yes, that definitely for sure. So um, Yamaha board is plugged in. Hell yeah! So. Let's get this rolling. A bunch of things happened. Um, the Bills did play the Jets. We'll probably touch on that as we go. It was essentially an uninspired game. Uh, and it sucked because you watch the Steelers and the Browns after the Bills game is over, and those guys are playing their ass off, even with, you know, backup quarterback guy in there for Ben. Um, you know, they, they were really playing with passion and playing hard and overtime, and you got dudes getting in arguments or with the refs over calls, and it was so the opposite of the Bills-Jets game. I mean, man, I know it's the last game, but I really paid for some reason attention to Marcel Darius, and the guy is kind of, like, useless this year. I don't – I hate to say it, say it like that, but, uh, man, like, what a what a I, wild I, game. I'm not going to say he was useless this year, but – None of those guys were hustling yesterday. None of them. No, you had the obvious with. It, it was we. It was basically preseason week one, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that's the that's the caliber of play that we we saw yesterday. I look at it like this: those guys want to get to the bus, they want to get home, they want to pack up, get to their families, but. We got to see a final hurrah from EJ Manuel, and damn, dude, I was thinking about this. If I say they EJ he EJ manualed it, what would you think? You would think sack fumble, right? Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I hate to say that about the kid. Great kid. But I, I, I will say I maybe I'm totally wrong, but I don't remember seeing that out of EJ before he got hurt at that Cleveland game in his rookie season. And since then You know, he came out. I thought he improved. I could be in the minority. Now, did he have his errant throws? Yes. But I I could be wrong. I thought he was setting his feet a lot more when he threw. And he looked like he had confidence, at least when he started. And it sucked to see him go out that way because I really want to root for the kid. And then Cardale Jones came in, and he he was two for two on his first two throws. And, you know, he looked kind of promising. But then it's like, you know, we all want to see somebody light it up, and it didn't happen with any of those guys. And I feel bad for Tyrod Taylor because 
he wanted to end his season with his boys. And if you don't know, Tyrod Taylor was benched as a business decision. And frankly, um, I agree with it 100% because let's be real here. We don't know what coach is going to coach this team. Um, Kim Pagula just squashed to Sal Capaccio that she talked with Sal Capaccio after Whaley's presser, pretty much saying that Anthony Lynn is not a lock at all, which who knows, maybe he could be. But she told him he is not a lock for the head coaching position. And I know they have to... They have to be business people here. They don't want to tilt their hand either way because if they say he's a lock, well, these coaches aren't going to want to show up and interview. They're not going to, who knows, maybe they will either way. But they're no, they absolutely it. have to go through all the motions, though. They, they can't make it seem like it's not fair game to anyone else who's coming here. They have to at least talk the talk whether their minds are made up or not. Yep, and she talked about, I believe, five to six coaches. It ain't going to be like a a super go-interview 12 coaches. They just went through this process. And um, what I was was getting at here is, uh, as far as Tyrod Taylor, um, I I think it makes sense. um, If you want to be positive about it, or you could be negative and just say, well, they're moving on from Tyrod. He's clearly not good enough. If Tyrod Taylor hits the market, Chris Brown has been saying it, and I agree with him. Chris Brown from BuffaloBills.com has been saying he is immediately the top free agent quarterback out there. And honestly, the Bills, I think, are going to get him for a deal. And he showed me enough to work with him another year. Um, I I cannot see, I'm sure we'll hammer on this for so many more podcasts. I cannot see a reason to move on from him unless somehow you pull some kind of magic. And who knows? I could be swayed either way. But I think the positive is... Keep them healthy. You don't know what coach you're getting. And you have to de- decide to hire a coach before you decide to retain Tyrod Taylor because they might want him or they might not want him. And if they don't want him, well, you can move on from him. At the same time, you have a quarterback that does not turn over the ball much, and he is slowly progressing. I mean, Charles Clay has 12 receptions in the last two games with Tyrod Taylor. Definitely throwing the ball over the middle more. And I'm pretty psyched to to see what this team with Tyra Taylor could build off of because, frankly, uh, Eric Turner at CoverOne.net said it perfectly to me. He goes, Doug Whaley is looking, could look like a genius right now with E.J. Manuel playing. And let's let's face it, that offense sucked. Granted, LaShawn McCoy got hurt, but that Jets game was more like a, guys, we see these kids play. We see these kids play. All the time. So I, I look at it like, you know what? I'd rather have Tyrod Taylor healthy in the offseason to learn a new playbook if there's going to be one or installations or whatever the hell than even risking a knee injury or something that requires surgery. And, oh, by the way, you're on the hook with him no matter what. And people who can't see that, I, I can I can sympathize with you. I'm not going to say it's a black or white issue. But I, I, I think that... Shoot, I'm going to beg for people to trust the organization, and I know that's hard. But I I feel like to roll into the press conference, and then if you want, we'll touch back on what Tyrod had to say. But, um, you know, Doug Whaley had a press conference, and Anthony Lynn had a presser last week. And he was – Anthony Lynn was – 
so many media members were saying it's really classless for the Bills to just trot them out there to face questions. Well, that was a Wednesday press conference. That's a regular get-ready-for-the-game press conference. And you know what? Maybe the owners want to see how he fares. How does he handle pressers? How does he handle the media? Can Buffalo media shake him? And he comes out cracking jokes. He's a little nervous. Well, Doug Whaley gets trotted out there today. No owners, no Russ Brandon, just Doug Whaley. And... I mean, that was the first question he got asked, too, was like, well, yo, where's where's the president of the team? Where's the ownership on this? What's going on, man? You know, that was basically how how the whole thing started. I kind of looked at it like, is this a sign of the future to come where maybe they just let him do the GMing and they call it a day? Could that really, be, you know what I mean? Could that be it? Like, hey, um... Doug Whaley, you do the GMing part, and uh, you handle the coach, you handle the players, you handle everything else. But I feel that the Bills might have thought that they, you know, Bulldog brought up this point. Maybe the Bills are kind of backpedaling because, um, or at least ownership, trying to save face here because um, Kim Pagula ended up talking to Sal Capaccio herself. And John Worrell got to talk to Terry Pagula. So... And there's some details about the Rex firing coming out there because Doug Whaley had no answers. And and to be honest with you, um, to call out some some media members, you know, there's a dude, uh, I think he works out of Batavia. I forgot his name. He follows me or follows us on Twitter. Nice dude, Dan Walshin or something. But, you know, and and him and some other guy, they're they're like bragging about grilling Doug Whaley. Uh, And and it's like, oh, can you guys write, you guys all want to get up together and grill Whaley? You know, and then they go, oh, yeah, I want it meat and rare, please. And it's like, you know, or well done, whatever steak term you want to put in there. I'm bad at paraphrasing. But it's like, do you guys want this guy to give you anything? Like anything? Do you always have to take the lowest hanging fruit possible? Do you feel good trying to be like Jerry Sullivan and and, and come in with some digs and immediately backpedal after? Um, it, it's like these guys... What it? I I honestly hope the Bills get Bill Belichick 2.0. That way they just give up. You know what I mean? That that way these guys just stop asking stupid shit. And it's like, man, no, it, it blows my mind that these media guys have to try to like get like a black and white cut and dry answer all the time. Like they they keep prying. Where like you and I, we can connect the dots. We can read between the lines and and say like. Yeah, he's saying this, and what it really means is he's not at liberty to discuss it. So, uh, it, you know what I mean? It, yes, it, it's, but I'm not necessarily going to give Doug Levy the benefit of the doubt either because he gave the media nothing. He really gave the media nothing. And I think that's what, I don't know. I mean, he had no answers for if he was. He says he had nothing to do with Rex Ryan being fired. Right, yeah. He said he had no knowledge of what was going on in that conversation. Yeah, the way it went down is, you know, they had their conference call, and Rex Ryan asked to talk to Terry Pagula on his own. And what happened? Well, apparently Rex Ryan was relieved of his duties, or they mutually parted, however you want to put it. And, you know, John Murphy brought up a great point, and same with Donald Jones. The owners watch every single game with Doug Whaley, okay? You're going to talk about problems that are going on up there. 
and with the team. So if these problems aren't being rectified, and it's like imagine watching the game with whoever you sit next to on the couch or at the stadium or wherever. Imagine watching the game, and all of a sudden, dude decides, oh, okay, this happened, that happened, this happened, and it all snowballs. You had the same conversation, same problems not being solved, same who's on the field right now, problems not being solved. You follow me? So it kind of irks me that people would think that Doug Whaley would have no input, and he and that's what Doug Whaley said himself, and I'm not going to roast him. But it is kind of lame that he, I don't know, he, he had nothing. He really had nothing, and I'm never on that side of the fence. I can't say never, but I don't think they want to pigeonhole themselves into a candidate. They don't want to tilt their hand into anything of who they want to go after. So I don't know, what, what did you get from it, really, from that presser? I got basically that Doug Whaley went out there with the instructions to like not really give up much. That's really all I got out of it, you know. He's got to be he's got to be hanging by a thread. I mean, you know, so many walls are falling down around him. He's got to be a mess himself. He knows he's out of, you know, extra chances so this is this is as far as I'm concerned Doug Whaley's last chance and he knows it you know and you can see it all over his face he's he was getting frustrated with with a lot of the questions and it was really apparent Uh, uh, It it just seemed like it seemed like the cuffs were on you know that there was a lot of things that he was he was definitely instructed to like steer around, and he did. And I, I mean, he did a good job of doing so. As being, you know, a spokesperson, a, a politician, he does a great job up there. You know, I don't know, man. I I just think he. I feel like he just kind of just tried to take all the questions and. You know, the, the the media wouldn't stop asking him. And, and somebody even yelled out, uh, well, what is your job? Like, what is your job? It's like, oh, I don't know, dude. I think re- I, I think Doug Wee just sit there, sits there and just picks his ass. Um, Doug Wee does absolutely nothing, actually. No. What, what's wrong with you people? You know, and I, I don't know. It, I, I, I mean, I get it. I mean, he basically was straight up just like, well, I was told by my boss that I'd no longer be working with Rex. And acted like he didn't really, like, have any questions of his own about it. You know what I mean? Like, the way he handled handled the questions, it was it was weird. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty, uh, you know, I don't know. He, he it seemed... was weird. For a lack of better terms, it was weird. It's just like, it, it, it just seemed like he was given no information and was just basically told, like, hey, that's like what we... That's what we can tell you, and that that like he had to accept it, you know. I wish that we had answers, you know. 
But I really don't think they want to. If I was to give them the benefit of the doubt, the, the owners and GM, I really do not think that they want to tilt their hand to what they're doing with the coaching search. It, it's just not fair to to themselves. And um, I mean, these guys that that cover this team, um, that cover the Bills, a lot of them have proven to just be again low hanging fruit guys and. It's like, let's be real here. If he says he did know something about Rex Ryan, there's also the flip side of, wow, why can't you get along with any coaches? Why can't? And they tried to get Doug Lee to crack on that anyways. And it's like, I, I, I really, you know, Doug Lee made it clear. Hey, uh, the, the first coaching search was that, you know, since he was GM, not assistant GM, since he was GM, the first coaching search was to find Rex Ryan, and it seemed like the Bills were set with Doug Marone to move on with him forward. Well, he did his thing. He took his four mil and ran. And um, it seems like Doug Whaley was not really that instrumental in that search. Now, was he there? Was he more of a sounding board? Sure. Did he have input? Sure. But now they're making it a point to say, hey, this is all Doug Whaley. And he's saying that him, Doug Whaley's saying that himself and Jim Monos are going to go out and they're going to find this coach. And I am excited for that because that is what the general manager's job is. It's hiring their coach. I mean, you hear this. People do it a lot. Everybody does things different. But a lot of times you think that coach and GM are tied together. And usually it's, you know, the chain of command. you got your owners. you got your president. you got your general manager who's pretty much ahead of all the football operations. So for me, it makes sense to, hey, Maybe they want to trot Doug Whaley out there, if you're the owner, as the face of football operations without having a committee. So I kind of could see that, too. Or maybe the Pagulas really are just lazy and just didn't want to be there. I doubt that. I doubt that. But, again, that's part of his job, Doug Whaley, is to answer these questions, to talk about the coaching search. And, you know, he said himself with, with everything he doesn't seem to know what he's not giving any of us anything and they don't even seem to know what they want to do. So you have anything else on that presser really? Like any other impressions or not really? Well, I mean, no, excuse me. I'm choking on my coffee over here. No, it, it just really seems like he's trying to keep the direction of the team quiet. And I don't know if that's because, there's, you know, other teams interested in some of these coaching candidates and things of that nature. But again, like you said, he's not given he's not giving up any real information here. Tyrod Taylor was uh you know, he actually talked to the media today at locker room cleanout and um he talked about his displeasure with being benched, you know, he wanted to be out there. But uh he brought up something interesting. Um he did mention he did not scoff at the fact about possibly restructuring his contract. I mean, it's not a guarantee, but it sounds like he wants to be in Buffalo uh, with his team. And, you know, I, I thought it was really nice of Tyrod Taylor to talk. He did tell the media last week that he was not going to talk. So for today, for locker room cleanout. And uh, he took his time with the media, and some people think he knocked it out of the park. 
and he really did a nice job talking. So um, he said all the right things. He seemed to be a pro about it. Um, and Doug Whaley even mentioned, you know, he's a competitor. Of course he wanted to be out there. You know, and, and look, I don't know if this Bills team intentionally lost that game. I don't know if I really buy that they want another look at EJ Manuel. Maybe they did. Who knows? Maybe they want to throw him a bone. At the same time, it just makes so much sense that, and it kind of sucked that Doug Whaley could admit it that, hey, we didn't want to be on the hook for 27 mil if he's hurt. And Tyron Taylor yeah, didn't maybe, seem to get it. Maybe Doug Whaley wants to reiterate how much better of a player the most recent guy he found is compared to, you know, the guy he drafted. Maybe he's really trying to plead the case for Tyron Taylor. Maybe he's not trying to make the case for EJ Manuel. He's like, hey, look, this is what your average quarterback that's going to be on the free agent market looks like. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of what I was saying, mean, by the by the second possession of that game, I was in full on I miss Tyrod mode, you know what I mean? Right. I would have done anything to see somebody else under center. I mean Cardell came in and he got more done with with less attempts, but he also had like again, a sixty eight yard bomb to Hunter. That was a broken okay. thing. So Yeah, but you know, again, that's more. That's more what we wanted to see out of EJ, though. You know what I mean? I thought. I thought we were going to see EJ airing it out. I thought we were going to see preseason EJ again. Right. We I, didn't, though. That's not what we saw at all. No, we definitely didn't. And um, and I, I will say, I think that uh, a lot of stuff going around with this team. I mean, they kind of look. They kind of look uh, a little. Some people think they look lost. So, um, so there's a couple names out there. So the report, the reports are that defensive coordinator Sean McDermott, um, the Bills have requested to interview him. He is from the Carolina Panthers. Also, the defensive coordinator of. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, I am drawing a blank. The defensive coordinator from you know the Seattle Seahawks fame there. Uh, Gus Bradley is, you know, former Jaguars coach, head coach, who was just fired. He is supposed to be tied to Anthony Lynn, and a lot of us like that idea. At the same time, I was kind of worried about the secondary. He's more of his own defense guy. So, uh, you know. Um, also, offensive coordinator Harold Goodwin from the Arizona Cardinals is supposed to interview with the Jaguars, Bills, and Rams. And uh, I guess Doug Whaley has an interest in Terrell Austin, the defensive coordinator of Detroit. And they went to Pitt together. So they played ball at Pitt together. Um, yeah, Ian Rappaport re- reported uh, a couple hours ago, too, that uh, the Bills have requested permission to interview Vance Joseph, which is the uh, defensive coordinator from the Dolphins. And uh, the Chargers have interest in him as well. So that's just one more name that's gotten thrown into that hat today. I don't know what to think. I, I'm I'm at a loss. Um, I, I just hope that some way, for once, the Bills can ride what worked from the year 
the 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 regime before, and you saw Rex Ryan come in, and I was all in support of it. But you saw Rex Ryan come in, and he took a number four defense, and it didn't work. Whether the players wanted to play for him or not, I mean, now we're hearing things about players falling asleep. <laughs> People are players are falling asleep or late or both to meetings, and it's like. Come on, is that really on the coaches to get their ass in gear? Some people could say yes, and other people say, well, you're a professional. you got to do what you got to do. And it's just incredible that I think that's so embarrassing to hear. It's so embarrassing as a Bills fan to be like, wait a second. You guys were so close, so close. I want to know who fell asleep, who's falling asleep. You know, it sounds like kind of like repeat offenders from what I'm hearing. And, um... You know, the defensive side of the ball sucked. Absolutely sucked compared to where they should be. I mean, did they have gaudy stats as far as sacks? Yeah. But let's be real here. This team underperformed on defense. Huge. Um, I don't know what to think about this head coach search. Uh, Now, if they bring in somebody, an offensive guy for head coach and Anthony Lynn can stay on somehow as offensive coordinator, which I don't know because now you're in that whole Rex Ryan, Jim Schwartz thing where dude's going to want to run dude's system. And next thing you know, we're just blowing up what the hell we had. And I don't trust that a coaching staff is going to come in and use, even if they change schemes or whatever the hell you want to do with philosophies, whatever you want to put there. I don't trust that coaches are going to come in and use these players in the positions they were successful before. Especially when you have a number seven team and points, putting up points. And that just tells you that the defense underperformed. They would be higher if they had a better defense. Higher than that. And that's what the what a lot of people would say is a substandard passing game. Right. Well, another thing you got to keep in mind is if uh, the Bills are going to try to put Anthony Lynn back in an offensive coordinator role, he very well might just end up being the head coach of the damn Chargers or the 49ers. Because <laughs> both those teams have, have uh, shown interest in interviewing for the, for the head coach vacancies. So if we want them, I mean, we better we better lock that up, truthfully. Because he's got, you know, there there will be other offers. I'm, I'm sure of that. 100%. 100%. Um. Especially if, you know, you got Gus Bradley coming along as part of the package. That, you know, that's a pretty uh, it's a pretty po- promising combination. Again, I didn't want Gus Bradley for, for our head coach at all. Like I said that right when the news broke that Rex Ryan got fired. I made that clear. But, you know, he was a great defensive coordinator. And some guys really are better off in you know, focusing on one side of the ball instead of trying to orchestrate the entire team as a whole. Right. Two, very diff- two very different jobs with two very different sets of responsibilities. So, Well, honestly, man, I- I'm I'm just about done talking here. So, um, Yeah, same, man. I mean, I- I'm want, so exhausted. If you want a play- play-by-play breakdown of that Jets game, you're listening to the wrong show. We're not going to get into that into that mess. Look, Final score was ten to thirty. If you didn't watch it, then what are you listening to this for? Basically, frankly, right? I'm not All gonna. Right? I don't even care to blow a whole wad just on this podcast because 
there's so many different things we could talk about um, later on in the week. Um, don't forget our Facebook live show Wednesday night, Numb Bills fan. Yeah, come tell us what you want to talk about so we're not over here trying to guess. Just come, come shoot the shit with us. It's a good time. And maybe we can rile Dave up again because uh, that was a lot of fun last week. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Make sure you head over and check that clip out. It's at uh, Facebook.com. Yeah, check it out. Slash Also, com has all of our old stuff and PunchDrunkSports.com. And don't forget BillsForLife.com. Check everybody out. Um, that's it. Um, I'm Dave, your host. Find me on Twitter at NumBillsFan.com. I sound a little Canadian, eh? Um, yeah, I'm your co I'm your co-host, Adam Deacon. Find me on Twitter at NumBillsAdamD. Well, we're in for and a go long... subscribe. What did you say? We're in for a long off-season. So, I mean, this is why our podcast exists. We're actually... I, I don't want to say we're better in the off-season. It, it, it's just like... I think there's so much speculation that we're better at sifting through than, than really the X's and O's department. Like, we'll give our opinion, obviously, on the games. I mean, yeah, we'll break it down the best we can. We want to see where personnel is used, um, et cetera, et cetera. But, I mean, Cover1.net has all those great breakdowns. I don't know if he's going to break down the Jets game. I don't think he is. Uh, but check out Eric Turner at Cover1.net. Um, I should be on his podcast soon, and I'm pretty stoked. Really, really love Eric. He's a good friend. And uh, he keeps it real. He calls it how it is. And he is not afraid to go against the grain of whatever media is covering whatever. And him and I are on the same, are on the same page with that. Um, so, and, and by the way, to everybody, a little side note. No, you know, they just got to bring in a quarterback. And, you know, they just got to develop him. Look, you guys sign up for this development garbage. And you guys don't let, let him develop. So, I don't want to hear about you guys being patient enough. To, no, he just doesn't have it. How do you know he just doesn't have it? You know what I'm yeah, saying? There's, like, no, there's no follow through at all. Right. So don't forget, check us out, numbillsfan.com. And we are. Yeah, and if out. you like what if yeah, if you like what we're doing here, go subscribe. We're on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Do your thing. We'll see everyone Wednesday night at seven when we go on Facebook Live. Yeah. I'm done. Me too. Yep. Keep your head up, Phil right, Sands. Dave. See you, Doug. Well, I don't know why I called you Doug, but all right, dog. All right. All Good right. enough. Peace.